Hey guys, this is MWUSA. This is episode 14. I want to welcome you guys back. I appreciate all you guys listening to me. And uh, I've started to get a lot of emails, uh, text messages, and direct messages with questions. And I wanted to address some of those today along with the regular episode. So uh, I had a friend from Minnesota send me a text message. And he says that he's in Minnesota. He's been APing for about 56 hours, still kind of learning everything. And he's been on a downswing uh, for over 40 hours. He started with an $8,000 bankroll, and he's down to about a $5,600 bankroll. And didn't know if it was his game or luck or variance or what to call it. So um, one thing I'll say about that, uh, he did mention that he plays at a shop where the penetration is about half a deck, and uh, that's uh, going to cause more variance. So, although that's a good thing, you're going to have more high counts, you're going to have more low counts, and uh, so you're going to have more variance. So, I think he's spreading one to ten. So, spreading one to ten. Let's say you have two cards left. This is as an example, just to show the variance that's possible, and you have a plus one. So that means you have a high card a face or an ace, or a, and a middle card, seven, eight, nine left. Let's say you have an 11 in that case. You have an 11 with a plus 26 true count, and you're facing an 11 against a 10. Think about the variance there. You have a seven, eight, nine, which means, assuming uh, it could be any of those equally, a seven's gonna give you an 18, an eight's gonna give you a 19, and nine's gonna give you a 20. So that means you have a 50% chance of having a seven, uh, an 18 or a 19. You're going to have a uh, 25% chance of having a 20. And you're going to have a 50% chance of having, well, almost 50. Uh, that would be, jeez, that would be a uh, 40% chance of having a 21 and a 10% chance of having a 12. So you can see how crazy it can be just with two cards left with a plus 26. Plus 26, you're thinking every card left is gonna be a 10, but how many times have we faced a situation, and I've complained about it, with a plus 20, plus 30, with a deck left, a half deck left, and you think pretty much every card that's left in there is a 10, and you end up getting a 15 and busting out with a 25. So just keep that in mind. Think about the composition of the deck that's left, the possible composition of the deck, and keep that in mind. And also, assuming that you have one card left and you have a plus one, are you doubling on an 11 against a 10? Well, it has to be a high card, right? Well, even with a high card, you have 10, jack, queen, or king. That's going to give you a 21, and you have a 20% chance that you have an ace, which is going to give you a 12. So think about that composition. Think about some possible combinations that are left in different situations. Write it down on a piece of paper. Think about it. If you have half a deck, 26 cards left with a plus five, what is the possible composition of that deck? Um, so just, just kind of keep that in mind. One thing I suggested to him is um, although you're giving up some EV, if the variance is too high, a half a deck for you, 
um, with a 1 to 10. Maybe go to a 1 to 8, 1 to 6, a 1 to 5 temporarily and give up a little bit of that EV. Might be slightly more risk, slightly less EV, but it's going to be more stable. Also, you may think about when you have a higher count, um, a true maybe three or a true four in his case, go to two hands. Instead of going one hand at 250, maybe do two hands at 125. Play around with the calculator on that, and you'll see that that gives you just about exactly or almost exactly uh, the same amount of EV with slightly less risk. So um, think about things like that. Exercise your mind a little bit. Don't just be thinking, you know, I have a plus 10 with one deck left, so I'm going all in because that's that's not right thinking either. You know, uh, that brings up kind of a story here. Um, the other day, I was at a shop, and um, I may have told you this story, but I was at a shop, and the dealer has a soft 17, and it's a stay 17 table. And she's going back and forth between the low limit and high limit tables. And uh, she goes to hit the soft 17, and I clearly see a face card as she's flipping it halfway over and then she slides it back in the shoe and um, at the time I had a high count and I, I don't remember now I, I know it's in my journal somewhere um, I'm thinking it's really high like a 15 or, or something like that with maybe a deck left and uh, I see a face card as my next card on my next hand I have two thousand dollars in chips in front of me so what do you do when that happens how how much do you bet when that happens Two. Um, I, I thought about it for a second and I have a high count and I figured the best thing to do would be to go all in I have a high count my first card is already a 10 so why wouldn't I bet as much as possible knowing I already have half a 20 or half a blackjack with a high count and uh, that's what I did. I went all in um, for $2,000. Um, and the dealer was aware of why I did it. And I ended up with a 17 against the dealer 20. And I lost the hand. But if you run that scenario a thousand times, I'm going to end up way ahead on it. And I know I did the right thing. And it hurt like hell for it to happen because that's a $4,000 swing between losing it and winning it. Even if I ended up with a 20 against a 20, it's still, you know. So just think about scenarios like that. It's very important for APs to run different scenarios like that in their mind and truly understand the game. Don't just memorize the charts. Don't just memorize why you should do something. Understand why. Um, and do other things too, other exercises too. Maybe uh, have four cards left have six cards left think about what could happen in different scenarios with different counts um, practice cutting uh, lots of times on a hand shuffle table I'll see a card flashed and if it's a 10 or an ace I will try to cut to it and uh, I will practice at home and sometimes I'm close sometimes I'm exactly right and it, it's important and I think it's exciting to me to do those practices and to end up right and to end up winning that big hand to take that ace of diamonds 
and cut it to the second card and have the dealer burn the first card and give you that ace of diamonds your chest puffs up you feel so happy and get that blackjack on a 500 or a thousand dollar hand on the first hand of the shoe and know that you did that because you're smart because you think ahead because you practice because you're hardworking, because no one will outwork you no one will ever outwork me and I take pride in that no one will ever ever outwork me because I care that much because I have pride because I don't want someone out there saying that they work more hours than me because they're better than me because they're not everybody can be great at this game everybody can beat this game if you work hard enough I'm not the smartest guy in the world but damn it I'm the hardest working guy out there no one will ever outwork me and I want you to have the same type of pride the same type of work ethic or otherwise this may not be the game for you this is a game of inches um, as a famous football coach once said it's a game of inches and if you're giving away feet by not being prepared then it's not a game of inches anymore you're a losing player and in the long run you're going to end up with nothing you're going to badmouth the game you're going to badmouth card counting you're going to say it doesn't work because you're not hardworking, because you don't care enough and you don't have enough pride to put it into this game so um you know i just wanted to, to just kind of go through that um that stuff is always on my mind and uh, I had another uh, guy on the Discord channel ask me uh, through a direct message, how long were you a ploppy before you became an AP? And um, actually, I think his question was, can you explain about your transition from a ploppy to an AP? Because I did play as a ploppy for a long time, decades, and I had winning days, I had losing days, um, and I even had a winning year one time, but overall you end up on the downslide and when you are a gambler and not an investor It can really screw with your head. It's kind of like being addicted to a drug and then going back and learning how to use the drug with um, You know using it moderately with moderation and it's, it would be very hard to do. And how can you do that when gambling is a drug, it is an addiction? How can you go back and only have a little bit of that cocaine, a little bit of that heroin, and not go full board? And I do have to say, it is it was not easy. Um, but I think it was easier at the beginning um, although I did not totally believe in it, I did go through the motions, I did work hard, I did everything that I possibly could to do it the right way, and I learned how to count cards, I worked so hard at it, and I did so well at the beginning, so well. Um, I, I don't want to mention numbers, but um, I had a great first year. I had a big downswing my second year and came back and I had a great second year and I got to a point where I built up my bankroll from hundreds of dollars to a six-figure bankroll and at that time I started actually believing that it was me I started doing a lot of the things 
that athletes do, that other professionals do, in that thinking, it wasn't my training, it was me, I have a system, whatever it might be, and I started getting looser with my play. Um, I started raising earlier, I started raising too much, I started doing all those things, and I took a big hit in my bankroll, and I went back to being a stiff, by-the-book player. Um, you know, on my way up, I did vary some things, and I kind of still do, but on the way up, you know, if they called to go from one uh, min from a minimum bet to double that bet, maybe I went to one and a half, and then the next hand I went to two for a little bit of cover, and I don't know if that bought me a lot of time. I, I think it has bought me time, but I look back at what money I left on the tables, and it's kind of hard to justify at times, uh, especially when you're on a downswing and you figure out that you left $15 a table out there for, you know, 100 hours or 200 hours. And that's, you know, $3,000 that I left on the table. Um, but when I went through that downswing after being a little cocky, um, I went back to betting exactly what I'm supposed to bet when I'm supposed to bet it and I leveled out and started experiencing an upswing again and really learned a lesson and although I'm still gonna vary somewhat for some cover I'm not gonna do it to the extent that I did it before and on the other hand I'm not gonna go um, rogue and think that it was me because it was the math, it was variance to a point, and the variance did hit me hard the other way after that, and um, I, I think I really learned a lesson there. So those are a couple uh, questions that some people had, and I tried to answer them as honestly and forthright as I can be, and I hope I didn't ramble on too much. Uh, but I welcome more of your questions, and I do have a few more questions that I'll answer later on. I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up because it is getting kind of long, and I'll start episode 15 uh, for my day. Um, it's a um, nice rainy day today, and I'll, I'll talk about that in episode 15 here, but uh, I hope everybody has a great day and good variance. And, uh, email me with questions or DM me or text me if you have my number, uh, mwusa21 at gmail.com, mwusa21 at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hey, guys. I just heard that episode, and I made a mistake. Um, as far as the composition of a deck, if you have two cards left, the odds of having a seven come up, if you have one neutral card and one high card, is going to be half of a third. So one sixth, seven, one sixth, eight, one sixth chance of it being a nine, and then a 40% chance of a face card or a 10, and a 10% chance of having an ace. So uh, sorry about that, but I do things while I'm driving off the top of my mind. So um, I didn't think that through all the way, but there you go. Hope that helps.